When Montmartre is your stair climber. Montmartre is my stair What a Montmartre. life. <laughs> what a life. Montmartre. Salut les gars! We're coming to you with our first episode of the La Vie en Bros podcast, a podcast to share with you the good, the bad, and the ugly of Parisian and French life. I'm Sam, and I've been living in France for about four years, half of them in Provence and half of them in the Parisian region. And I'm Kristen, and I've been here in France on and off, now adding up to about two years, uh, and I've lived in Aix-en-Provence, Lille, and now I'm currently in Paris. Okay, so since today is a bit of an intro episode, we're going to open up with a little chat to give you guys a better idea of what kind of topics we'll be discussing in future episodes. And we are so excited for today's episode because we're going to be ranting and maybe raving. Oh, no, wait, no. no, no, no. Oh, raiding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rants, raves, and rates. Today is going to be raiding episode, so we're going to just rate some different things around Paris and uh, just France as a whole. Are you excited for this episode? I'm really excited because I feel like I have a lot of opinions. I don't know if numbers can really do it enough for me. You know, if I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's a one out of ten. Like, why? I have I have a lot of I have a lot of things to say. Yeah. No, I feel like I feel very strongly about certain places and certain behaviors <laughs> that we typically see of French people. Cliches. I we love you, French people. And so if you're listening to this, this is not a no. we're shitting on French people. No this is hate. a we love you so much that we're going to give you our opinion on these things. Right. This is like some <laughs> this is a tough love episode. We're like, yeah, I love you, but why are you blowing your cigarette smoke in my face? But also we like some of these things that at least I like some of these things. <laughs> maybe not that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe not that one in particular. <laughs> but we do like some of these things that French people do. Maybe if um depending on where this episode takes us, I don't know what your list is, you don't know what my list is. Yeah. But maybe we'll have to do a rating American things episode after Ooh. or uh, Midwestern cliches. Maybe I we'll like have that. to interview our French friends and be like, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's a really good idea of, I don't know. Of the full American breakfast. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. I miss that. I miss that. If you miss that, follow us. Sure. If you miss American breakfast, then. follow us. <laughs> Is Follow that, our podcast. Is that our defining target audience? Is it people who love American <laughs> no, breakfast? That's but the I, kind of people who yeah. like our podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's like literally opposite of what we're going for. Right. If you if you are nostalgic for America, listen to our fully French-related podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start out by rating different places in Paris. And specifically, like, more touristy or maybe more just you know, commonly known places. Okay. So like Paris. tourist attractions yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. So Kristen made this list. I have not seen it yet, so this is gonna be a little surprise. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll see. You're gonna get my like gut reaction on these things. Yes. So we're rating on a scale of one to ten. One is the worst, ten is the best. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah. Onigo. Onigo. Alright. So I'm gonna start up with the basic first one. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. How do, you, how do you feel about the Eiffel Tower, Sam? 
That's a good question. Honestly, I feel like I have to rate it kind of high, not because it's my favorite, but because, you know, you really do like when you're hanging out and then you like see the Eiffel Tower in the background, you're like, hmm, I'm in Paris. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It makes you feel like whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing feels a little bit more whimsical. So you're like, hmm, I'm drinking beer outside. In Paris. (laughs) That is so true. Like, sometimes when I'm on the Seine, Mm -hmm. and then, or I'm walking to the Seine or something like that, and I walk across, what is it, Pont Neuf? Pont Neuf. Yeah, Pont Neuf. And I see the Eiffel Tower, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I may just be walking, but it's in Paris, (laughs) because the Eiffel Tower, the light is turning. You get a little pep in your stomach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to rate the Eiffel Tower an 8 out of 10. Oh, I just remembered. Yeah. Okay, I came to France as a teenager on, like, a school excursion Uh for, like, not even two weeks. Um, And my boyfriend at the time asked me to prom on top of the Eiffel Tower Wait, during what? the light show. Like, while it was all twinkly and stuff. What kind of guys were you dating okay, first of all, in high school that no. had the... Oh my god. This was... Shout out to that boy. I'm not gonna say his name, but like, that was a really good We were not dating proposal. the same men in high school. I had to beg my high school boyfriend okay, to honestly, literally ask me to... I think it was homecoming. He, like, wouldn't do it. He was like, we're already dating. No, that's... I had a similar... I had a similar situation, but I think that a lot of the girls in his life banded together and were like, you need to ask Sam mm. to prom in a romantic way. I, yeah. Honestly, did he come up with the idea? Probably not. Did it really scream the work of, like, five other girls? Maybe. Yeah. Was it awesome yes was it before social media unfortunately like if i could have had that on video we would have been like you would have yeah tiktok no you would have been though it would have like been a thing we would have gotten some clout for that yeah Um, for sure but no it was really so you rate eiffel tower highly well now i feel like i have to rate it higher because i just i guess (laughs) i have a core core memory (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah i guess i'm not gonna get a oh Three, two, one. Ten out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Throw it. There we go. <laughs> it's what makes making. Paris, Paris. Yeah. Also, like, the French, like, used to hate the Eiffel Tower, and now they love it, and I feel like that says a lot about French people, so I just feel like it's iconic. Yeah. I'm going to give my opinion. I, I would say that I give the Eiffel Tower a seven out of ten. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, I... Love it. I think it feels very whimsical, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, and maybe I can't even like combine these two, but the Champ de Mars mm-hmm. and like the Eiffel Tower. So Champ de Mars is the little pelouse. It's the little uh, park in front of the Eiffel mm-hmm. Tower where you can sit and picnic, and you're like sitting right underneath said tower. Yeah, <laughs> the tower, <laughs> that one. But I just. maybe I need to go back there and have another Mm -hmm. picnic or something like that. And you know, before I go at the end of the month, sad, Mm -hmm. um, that I know that I'm going to want to go there for one sparkly Eiffel Tower night and like have a picnic there. So, you know, this opinion could change in a month, but I just, the grass is like non-existent. It's always (laughs) just dirt piles. Like, I I don't know. You know what? I think a lot of my love for the Eiffel Tower 
comes as a monument in the distance or in the skyline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, is going up the Eiffel Tower a like must do in Paris? Have you done it? I have done it. I did it when we went up to the top for my mm. little proposal. Okay, yeah. And uh, my parents are going to visit in the next month and we're going to go up yeah. there. So I'll be able to see it from a less, um, from a new perspective, yeah. maybe. And like, it was fun. It was fine. It was not the highlight of the trip. But again, it's just, it's like a nice vase on a shelf in your house. Like, it's mm. just nice to look at. And like, when you see it, you're like, but, oh, like yeah, you wouldn't that take brings that, together the room. And, you wouldn't like, like take that vase and like hang out with that vase sure yeah no exactly but that's the thing is like okay if i'm looking at stuff in my i don't have a vase maybe that's a bad example but like uh i don't know like a nice decoration in your apartment think of like whatever you have in your home where you look at it like it brings you joy this is nice this really draws the room together but do you use it that much no i probably use like my favorite pan in the kitchen more than this but like what is what is more sentimental? What is more that's a very good metaphor? It's just it brings the room together, and that's how Paris bring the Eiffel Tower brings Paris together. Yeah, I agree. Thank I you. I agree with Do that. Do you still vote a seven? I I think that's a fair rate. You know that kind of changes my perspective on how I use the Eiffel Tower. Right, it's but a it's nice true. backdrop. It is true. It is a really nice backdrop. So good job, France. Good job, France. <laughs> good job, France. All right. <laughs> Um, do we want to switch to a cliche? Should we do like oh, back yeah. and forth? I like I that. think that's fun. Sure. I think that's fun. So okay. we're going to rate French or Parisian monuments, mm-hmm. landmarks, stuff like that. And we're also going to rate cliche French things or cliche things in Paris. Coming in hot with, um, I wrote this list for Kristen to have her hot takes on. Um... Mayo on fries. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> instead of like the average condiment for fries being ketchup, in France it's mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. How do we feel? Okay. So, I'm probably a very particular person to ask this question. Okay. Because I do not like ketchup. I said it. I don't like ketchup. What? Spit out your water now. Everyone I, listening I was to drinking water and I was like, spit <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, I don't like the taste of ketchup i think it's too vinegary even though i do like salt and vinegar chips but you don't like pickles do i you? don't like pickles so that you're much. just not a big yeah. vinegar girl so i feel like mayo is my condiment it is my <laughs> condiment and i feel heard when i go out to terrasse or like bars here when mm-hmm. they give you you know some fries before while you're having apero or something and I'm just like, thank God I don't have to be like, I don't like ketchup to these people that I'm sitting with. Like, let's say I'm just meeting some people for the first time. We're getting Apero. I don't have to be like, oh, I don't like ketchup. And now I'm eating my my fries plain. Yeah. I feel like I can avoid that situation where people are like, oh, you don't like ketchup because they automatically. <laughs> sure that happened a lot in the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, You're not eating ketchup. Yep. Exactly. So here. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm on the inner circle. Okay. You know, I'm not the out one. I'm not the odd man out. So you already like assimilated to French culture. You're like, yep, give me all the mayonnaise. Also, they, what's really nice is a lot of restaurants have their own house mayonnaise because mayonnaise isn't hard to make. Mm, Yeah. It's just like eggs. That's the thing is like, do I love mayonnaise in America? No, it's like kind of gross. But like if that's you go I to a, too, yeah. if you go to a nice little um, restaurant and they like serve you mayonnaise, it's like good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I would give mayonnaise a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Honestly. Here. Only here, though. Because like you said, in the U.S., you wouldn't caught me, you would not catch me dead slapping some mayonnaise (laughs) on my sandwiches or my fries. No. So if you're like in America and let's say you get like McDonald's, you take home McDonald's and you have mayo in your fridge, you wouldn't put mayo on those I No, I've never, I don't think I've ever bought mayo in the United States. (laughs) I enjoy a good mayo on my fries, but I usually want ketchup as well. Yeah. That's what they mixes them. That's what they did yesterday. Like, or not yesterday, on Friday. That's what they did when I went to this restaurant. It was like an Asian burger restaurant. Very niche. And they put mayo and ketchup right next to each other in the in the little... In the same little cup? Cup, yeah. Uh-huh. In the same little cup. I was mad. Because I was like, <laughs> I, didn't I, ask want, I want the mayonnaise. But now it's touching the ketchup. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe? Any mayo chip. Mayo chup. Mayo chup. Just don't give me straight ketchup. Okay. Okay. But that's the thing is I feel like the mayo would cut the vinegar taste of the ketchup. So maybe you'd like it more. Yeah. So maybe I should have mixed them on Friday. Try it out happier. Let us know. Let the listeners know what you think of mayo and ketchup mixed together. I will let you know. Okay. Okay. Next monument. Sam, what do you think about the sacre-cœur? Sacre-cœur. Sacre-cœur. Le Sacré-Cœur. No, I love the Sacré-Cœur. That's it. I actually, okay, I'm giving this one a 10 out of 10 also, but not every monument in, in Paris is going to get out of, yeah. get a 10 out of 10 from me. I am not going to disclose the location of my apartment, but I live walking distance from the Sacré-Cœur. Mm. That's general enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that could, that's a big width. When I say walking distance... I walk a lot, so that could be between. That could be miles away. I could <laughs> live in the church, or I could live 30 minutes away from the yeah. church. Who's to tell? Anyway, I love it. I walk around it a lot. Um, I have, if you look at uh, people people who take Sacré-Cœur uh, in their photos on Instagram, I bet I am in the background of Wait, so many of those You can photos. tag Sacré-Cœur. Or in like, your photo? Yeah, you know, when you, like, oh, put, like, on the location. location oh, I, or, I like, thought you meant, like, tagging the, ch- the church itself. I was like... <laughs> well, I mean, you can do, like, hashtag yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. I bet if I would look in those pictures, I would see myself a few times. There's you with your headphones walking. <laughs> literally, that is how often I'm walking around there. First of all, okay, I live on, like, the sixth floor of my building, and I'm used to a lot of stairs, and... All around the Montmartre region, their region, <laughs> neighborhood. Taking the SNCF train up, <laughs> up to Montmartre. <laughs> no, but all around Montmartre, there are a ton of stairs. And I feel like I have, like, my thighs are, like, the strongest part of my body now. Um, I take these stairs all the time. So, like, I like to go on walks around this area then all there, the time. Then there's me in the fifth that I'm, like... I can't even walk up six <laughs> steps. I can't walk up, walk up these damn steps. If you're living around this area, you probably have like really killer thighs mm-hmm. because we are just walking up and down these hills. Yeah, I think one people. Hill. I think people that live in Montmartre versus like Rive Gauche, mm-hmm. where I live, like we're built differently. We're built differently. We really are. I feel like yeah, yeah. Because every time I walk with you up to Sacre-Cœur, 
I feel like I'm dragging my body. <laughs> I'm like, I've got like full breath. I'm talking. I'm chatting up these stairs. <laughs> and then there's me and I'm just like, <laughs> water. Uh, I love, I, I also always, I've never had a problem with stairs. Like you could have caught me at the gym on that stair climber. Like that was my machine. When Momart is your stair climber. Momart is my stair What a Mo-mart. life. <laughs> what a life. Momart. Um, Big fan. What do you we... rate it? Oh, what do I rate it? I definitely rate it. I would say eight out of 10 because it's like my, one of my favorite places to go for sunsets. Mm -hmm. I mean, killer. I've taken some cool photographs up there of the pink cotton candy sky sunsets and, um, but it is super busy. Um, but I think. But if, if you, you go, live near it, it's not always yeah. super busy. That's yeah, exactly. Because I've gone there when it isn't super busy sometimes. And if you bring a nice bottle of wine and like hang out there with your friends, I would say once every couple weeks. Okay. Once a month, maybe. not Or once every two months doing that. Super nice. I love um, it. It's a great spot to picnic. It really little, is. Uh, square in front It really of is. All right. Okay. Uh, another cliche French thing. Intense PDA. The French are known as these romantics. And like you walk in a park, you see a couple on top of each other on a bench Mm -hmm. making out. Okay. So when I was here back in 2019 with my boyfriend at the time, it was so fun. I was like, this is permitted. I feel liberated. City of love. City of love. I was thriving. I was like, I'm just going to make out with my mans everywhere I go. And like. Like, even the little old ladies who hate everybody who walks past them, they see two people, like, in love, and they're like, yeah, yeah that's correct. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you feel about it with you and Ben? Like, do you feel like you're more, I don't know, more PDA here versus United States? Um. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like when we're walking on the street together in America, you know, you're not as PDA, maybe you'll be holding hands and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not, like... I don't know, it's a little bit more frowned upon, frowned upon, I guess, whereas Mm -hmm. here, I mean, we're always, we're always holding hands or like linking fingers and stuff, Mm -hmm. and we're a pretty touchy couple, not too much, I don't think, I guess, let me know, you hang out with us a lot, are we (laughs) too much? I feel like you guys are not too much, Mm -hmm. no, I'm, no. But I'm, I'm a fan, honestly, I think it's, I think it's cute, you know, it's like, you see people, they don't care, like. I love when you're walking and you see two people who are clearly on one of their first dates and like mm-hmm. they're really into it and they're all giddy and like mm-hmm. that's cute to witness and I feel like you witness it a lot here just because a lot of people do maybe travel here on their first vacation yeah, as a couple that's or like true. It, it is the romantic place that a lot of people propose to each other and like I think that's adorable. I yeah, I do too. I think that is actually one of my favorite things about living here is just how romantic it feels and I feel like Love is very celebrated here mm-hmm. rather than like a shame, like a like something that is more mm-hmm. shameful or more like you need to be, you know, quieter about it. You need to be more mysterious about it. I think right. here it's like, yeah, I'm just going to make out with this person <laughs> on the bench. Well, there's not like that sort of like um, shame included in it. Like, yeah. France is a lot more of a separation with, like, church and state and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's, like, there's not sort of, like, I think there's some religious undertones that have, like, been brought more and more to light in America. Where it's, like, mm-hmm. there is a lot of, like, shame on people 
acting sexual or acting in a certain way. And you see that a little bit less here. Yeah. And also just like you're so close to people all the time here. And I feel like even that close intimacy, even with strangers, it's not like I'm making out with strangers on the <laughs> You're like, on I the like to line. find men in yeah. the wild. <laughs> and just go around there. No, that is not good. No. Not not good consent. Would never do that. But. Okay. So what do you okay. rate intense PDA? I rate intense, intense PDA? Or. I rate intense PDA a. I guess four out of ten. I rate PDA the the celebration of PDA here. Mm-hmm. You're making it sound so a like seven out of ten. Lovely. Seven yeah. out of ten. I rate it like a seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah. No complaints, really. Yeah. Okay. Next uh, monument, Sam. What do you think about the Louvre and the Louvre pyramid? <laughs> and like specifically, maybe taking photos by the Louvre. <laughs> Okay. We all know. We're calling all you out, you study abroad girls. I was one of them. I took one of those photos at one point, too. So, Sam, what do you think? So, that's like three separate things, maybe. Okay. So Do I have to rate them all differently? You don't have to rate them all differently, but let's just discuss. Let's discuss. Okay. I have not been to the Louvre in a long time. I went when I was in high school on said little trip Mm -hmm. um, that I mentioned before. But, I mean, I'm outside of the Louvre pretty often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go next month with my parents. Yeah. And honestly, it's really big. There's a lot to cover. Um, you got everything in there. So I think that's really cool. As far as museums go, they've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it was just, like, the idea of the museum itself, it would be, like, yeah, awesome. 10 out of 10. However, the crowds are insane. There's always so many people. Everyone's trying to take their pi- the same picture. Mm-hmm outside of it i'm not into it yeah you're not into it yeah. i'm not into it i like going into the gardens in front of it oh the two tuileries yeah. yeah but do i walk up close to the louvre do i go by the pyramid no because there's like a huge crazy line i just remember being like sweaty in direct sunlight for like hours <laughs> have you ever been to the louvre to when it's cold no so maybe maybe this winter sure but i think <laughs> the point stands is you're waiting in line with a lot of people I don't know. I gotta give that whole Louvre experience like three out of ten. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Not a big fan. Mona Lisa's... Honestly, everyone's like, the Mona Lisa is so small. I don't know. You look at the picture. I'm like, that looks like the size that it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. I've always thought that when people say, oh, it's so small, it's like, what size did you expect it to be? (laughs) It's a portrait of a woman and it's like the size of her face. Like, I don't know. You know why it looks so freaking small? Is because they put it on this giant wall. <laughs> with only that. With only that. It's yeah. like, well, okay, of course it's going to look like an ant right. portrait. But literally, it's like a, cl- not a close-up, but like it's just a, a headshot of somebody. So how big would you really expect someone yeah. to paint a headshot? Can you think of a larger headshot that's been That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, yeah, go to the Louvre. Check it out. It's definitely like, if you have the time to go and do it, do yeah. it, but just know that that is like an event that mm-hmm. is going to take up a lot of your day. Like, definitely mm-hmm. do it once. But bring like, your water, stay hydrated. Can you bring water into there? Probably not. Yes. Oh, for the line. Oh yeah, no, you can definitely bring water in there. Oh. I brought a lot of stuff. In the <laughs> Kristen has smuggled a lot of things <laughs> yeah. into the loop. Oh no my god, Da, da Vinci Code. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Oh my god, could you imagine me being like a freaking like spy or something like that? I would be the clumsiest spy in all of the land. No, like I would rate the Louvre, the museum. The last time I went, I was very tired. So that time I would give it a four out of 10, but I was with my brother who is very knowledgeable about history and history of France specifically. So I think if you really like historical stuff, like there's some really interesting artifacts oh, yeah. in there that like history, like if you were really in it, my brother, his brain was just popping up like out of his head. He was So what like, do you think he would have rated I it? think he would have rated it easily 10 out of 10. Okay. For sure. So um, I think the outside of Louvre, I think it's a beautiful building. Um, and I think the pyramid and the building combined, like the glass and the the old chateau, because if you didn't know the, I'm sure you know this, but I mean, not you, Sam, <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking to the audience the out there, but the Louvre is like an old chateau. So I think that combination of the glass and the building, the old building, is a interesting. It's a nice juxtaposition. It is. It's an interesting juxtaposition and an interesting, you know, melange of modern versus antiquity. Yeah, I would say seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay. God, I keep she saying sevens, man. Well, I kept on saying tens. Yeah. We feel passionately. About yeah. Them. My turn to ask Kristen. Being fashionably late. Oh. <laughs> Kristen is the master of being fashionably it late. It is my M.O. Like, you will never catch me. Okay. You will if, never catch me on time. <laughs> if I'm in a professional situation, I will be on time. For the most part. I will be on time. I will respect time. But that's... Why it's good that I worked in a French office because everyone kind of runs a little bit over time. Sure. So that actually works very well with my <laughs> personality. Um, but I feel like for parties specifically, it's kind of annoying a little bit. Like, I don't really love that. You say that, but you're usually <laughs> the last person to show up to the party. No, okay. Okay. I'm calling you out. I feel like I'm usually the second to last person that shows up. <laughs> but that is that is actually very true. For reference. That is so true. I do usually show up. You do pretty show late. up pretty late. Yeah. For reference, um yesterday Kristen and I were supposed to meet at 9:30 a.m. for a job. Oh. She texts me at 9 saying, <laughs> "Um, I'm going to go back to sleep. I can't jog today." We'll do something later. And I was like, yeah. That's called communication, baby. She communicated. She didn't just <laughs> not show up. What time did you come to my house? My apartment. It must have been like... After one. One? <laughs> I was going to say after one? Question mark? Okay. To be fair. I don't think no you can... time communicated. Specific time. If someone tells me a time, if you have to... You have to be here at 9 p.m. for a pregame. I'll be there at 9.30. You'll come at I'll be there at 9.30. I think... So, I think I give showing up late... Like, how do I put this? This is probably the most annoying thing. But I get annoyed when other people show up late. But I, like, 
<laughs> like you <laughs> like so... the it's nice to have a little bit of leeway yeah. when you're like ooh because I feel like sometimes especially in the Midwest if you're like oh no the party starts at four mm-hmm. you're like it's three thirty and you're like oh shoot it's forty minutes away I'm mm-hmm. already late and I still have to do this that and the other thing yeah whereas here you're like oh. Well, first of all, the four, the party will never start at 4. Mm. The party will start at, like, 9 p.m. Early for dinner. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, shoot, it's 9. Um, okay, well, let's uh, go do something. Let's, okay, let's go stop at the store and go pick up beer for the party. Let's, yeah. Like, you, yeah. You can give yourself a little grace period, and mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I do like that. Because so that's how I roll. <laughs> I'm going to rate it. I'm going to rate it a 7 out of 10 because I like it it's convenient but also it is kind of annoying when you're waiting on somebody for too long yeah that is true <laughs> I'm like shit writing down notes I'm like I gotta say show them how would it be a but I just friend? feel I just feel like that's just not how I that's just not how Sorry. I roll I just made a lot of noise with my water bottle bloop okay yeah. your turn okay um I'm trying to think Next monument. I feel like the conversation. I'm like, oh my god, now I feel bad. No, 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 no. It is okay. Is I it just, okay? I just thought it was funny. That's why I brought it up because you had no problem integrating into France with like the lateness. The lateness. And Ben I, made some joke one time where he was like, you know, it's funny because like as hard of a time people have immigrating to France sometimes. Uh, they pick up the cu- the showing up late pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you're you, right. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next place. Okay. Um, the Seine slash picnicking along the Seine. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I would prefer to picnic along Canal Saint Martin mm-hmm. than along the Seine. In general, I like being along the waterway. It's nice. <clears throat> it gets really crowded along the sun. I like taking a walk along the sun. Mm. But sitting there, you're sitting on the, the stone, your butt hurts after a while. I just think there's better places to picnic. Oh, best place to picnic, I think, is Bouchemont. That park. Yeah, yeah. Because you have all the trees, you have water, you have bridges, you have a little, like, hill in the middle to climb up you've got a little bit of everything there and it's a nice natural park mm-hmm. and i just like to be able to touch real ground yeah and it's clean do there. you feel like it's as fun at bouchemont as the sun like depends on who you're there with that's a good i point. think the people make the party and i think the sun can be fun when maybe it's late there's a lot of people out there it's fun vibes there's People mixing and mingling. I love uh-huh. it. Uh, during the day, if I'm trying to have a nice little picnic, would I sit along the sun? No, probably not. Yeah, yeah. It's different vibes. It is. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. It's an average oh. experience for me. Yeah, it's really nice. It feels whimsical, but it also gets old quickly. And when everybody always wants to meet along the sun, it's like... You're like, be more original. <laughs> no, not even that. Like, <laughs> no. I think I, I think of less. I'm like, be more original. Sit in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, right. <laughs> Don't be more original. Be less original. Yeah. Just, I'd like a cushiony spot for my butt. Yeah. Yeah. That's very valid. Thank you. We care about our, our, our tushes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you rate um, it? I would rate it an 8 out of 10. I you, really oh. like it, but that's because I live in the fifth. Uh-huh. So for me, 
I can just walk up Saint Michel, Boulevard Saint Michel, stop at the Monoprix, get my little snacks and food and whatever I want, and then sit along the Seine and maybe I go with one friend, maybe I go with two friends. And then there's all these other people there and I just feel like I'm a part of something bigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> like You're in it. You're, there's like, no FOMO happening. There's no... I. That's a great way to put it because I feel like every time I sit along the Seine at night, I feel like I have... I'm like, this is... This is Paris. Like, like this is where... <laughs> this is where it's going down. Like, there's always people there. It's always, like, a good time. You're like, ooh, you know, there's... Uh, there's the Eiffel Tower in the background yeah yeah and then I can just walk home yeah but um so I would say I rate it maybe like a nine out of ten for me for convenience Mm -hmm. and then I would rate it eight out of ten for the experience eight out of ten but like the actual water itself (laughs) like a four zero zero negative four can't swim in it um so that's what I would give it that's fair okay I am going to quick fire a couple of these things and I just need your quick responses on these. Okay. Wearing a beret. Six out of ten. People think that you can't wear berets, Mm -hmm. and it's weird, but you definitely can, and people do. Wear it it, in winter. Wear it in the winter, yes. You can't. If you're wearing a beret in the summer, you're a tourist. If it's the winter, you might be French. Who's to tell? Yeah. Accordion music. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Ten out of ten. Really? Every time there's an accordion. Wait, actually, on the metro... Three oh. out of ten. On the Metro, zero out of ten. It drives yeah. me crazy. I have my headphones in and I'm like trying to listen to whatever I'm listening to. Other podcasts. This podcast. <laughs> and then you just hear the da 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 and you're like, ah. One time I was in Montmartre and all of a sudden some dude pops out playing La Vie en Rose on the accordion. I almost left my body. I was like, this is all of my dream's coming true right now. <laughs> but not on the Metro. But not on the Metro. Yeah. So It's it's too close. When the guy playing the accordion bumps into you on the Metro. Mm-hmm. <sighs> crepes. Crepe. Uh, a crepe salé. Mm-hmm. I would rate a crepe salé. Savory crepe. Yep. A 6 out of 10. Okay. And sucré. Sucré, I would give it 9 out of 10. I fucking love... I freaking love... <laughs> Banana and Nutella crepes. Banana and Nutella. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. There's a really good place on uh, Rue Mouffetard, Uh that's called Au Petit Crec. Oh, they have, that's not far from me. You should get a crepe there. They always have a huge line. Uh-huh. Awesome prices. Awesome crepes. Yay. Really oh, stuffed. Really we good. love a good Paris recommendation. Oh, they're so good. Okay. okay. Um, those striped boat shirts. I give that three out of ten. Carrying a baguette in one of those stringy, strappy bags. Oh, in a stringy... I was going to say, carrying a baguette, nine out of ten. Always fun. Always cool. You always feel powerful. In a stringy bag, I give it a ten out of ten. Because it really completes the aesthetic. I think it's like the commitment for me. (laughs) The commitment that you went on French Amazon to buy that freaking... (laughs) Baguette bag. Yeah. And that means that you go there regularly. And that means you get good bread for your family. So good for you. 10 out of 10. You're the provider. Do you ever buy a baguette just because it goes well with your outfit or your aesthetic? Have you done it before? Uh, (laughs) Oh. She has. I used to do that when I was studying abroad, for (laughs) sure. Like, 
I ate a baguette, I swear to you, once a day. You it, you really do love a baguette. I really, I did, and I never buy them anymore. You I should. never do, and it's because my kitchen's so freaking small, but, and I'm just living by myself, but when I was living with roommates, it's baguettes hard. are a great option. It's hard to commit to a baguette by yourself. Mm-hmm. We almost never buy them unless we are having people over. Yeah. Or, yeah, if I'm willing to make French toast the next day. Yeah. Which, fun fact, you guys may or may not know this. Saying French toast in French is called pain perdu, or mm-hmm. lost bread, a.k.a. your old bread. It went bad. And That's it so comes fun. from France because, okay, in America, your loaf of bread will last, like, two weeks. Here, it is only flour, water, salt, mm-hmm. yeast, four ingredients. It goes bad in a day. It doesn't go bad. It dries up in a mm-hmm. day. It's hard as a rock. So. And I recently just watched a really cool YouTube video oh, yeah. explaining the differences between like French and American bread. And it's by one of my favorite YouTubers. His name's Johnny Harris. So check it out because okay. it kind of explains why the bread is so different. Yeah. Why, why the bread. Yeah. Why it's better here. Okay. Really we cool. will link that in the description of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So Super if you feel passionate about bread, French check bread. it out. Okay. Espadrilles. I don't wear them. I think that they're a great option for a shoot, though. I love them in the South. When I was living in Provence, every day, espadrilles, wear them around the house. I had a house pair. I had the going out pair. Great. Are they pretty durable, you feel like? Yeah, but yeah. it's also a really flat shoe. So mm. it's like it's like you're going like clap, clap, clap on the sidewalk. <laughs> it's like a flip-flop. but it's like, like a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trotting along. Trotting along in my espadrilles. <laughs> I never wear them in Paris. House shoes in Paris, everything shoes yeah. in Provence. 10 out of 10 for me. All right, you got some more yeah. for me? Yeah. Sitting alone in a park. Oh, a thousand out of 10. Favorite activity. <laughs> we will go into this more in another episode, but I think the freedom to sit alone in a park here and to not be a bothered being able to, I feel like being able to go and sit in a park, you just feel like you're a part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel alone anymore. And I it's like lovely. That. It's very, every time I go, I'm just so happy that I've gone, you know? Yeah. I just feel so, I wish that we had that more in America. I really do. That's and I'm cool. going to miss that a lot when I go back in like a, a month or so. Because parks are so centrally located here. And you do just see a lot of people hanging out in parks, even sitting alone, reading, doing whatever. There's no strangeness to that whereas Mm. i feel like at least in my city in america the parks are a little bit off the beaten path it's kind of often you have to drive to get to a park so to commit to driving your car to get to a park to sit alone where there's maybe one bench and like an open field so sad baseball diamond it is so sad it is it's not the same experience at all at all no not at all but also, maybe it's a big city versus small city thing, because I'm sure in New York, obviously, you go and sit on benches. So maybe it's sure. not... But even yeah. living in the different little villages, I've lived in four, five, six different cities slash villages in France, mm-hmm. and all of them had a park that you can sit in. Yeah. And it's not weird. And it's not weird. Yeah. That's so... Yeah, that is so interesting, because even in the smaller cities... Right. There's still a centrally located yeah. park. And that's not... Yeah, that's definitely not how it is in America. So, what would you rate it? Sitting in the park alone? Yeah. 
six out of ten. I like doing it more with other people, but it yeah. is nice to. I'm Have more of option. a walker, yeah. So I really love to go on walks by myself, See, and I yeah, will. I, and I don't do that really. Yeah, I really don't do that as much. Oh, I walk alone all the time. I put in my headphones. I like you should not look at like my Spotify. <laughs> my year. Well, now we're all like, gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's all like chakra music or like. <laughs> binaural be- like the like different like um sound wave yeah. whatever i just a lot of times i don't actually want to listen to music but i want some like noises in my ears and i i just listen to weird meditative Chakra. stuff and then yeah, i just so take cool. a walk and like note down different restaurants and places i want to visit see that's like me but with believing Ugh. <laughs> and we will we will talk about believing in Valib, another episode. Valib is like yeah, wait, the Sam, metro Sam, for bikes. You, Sam, sorry, what do you rate believing? Zero out of ten. Ah, biking in pair. Mm. I'm gonna save this hatred for a different episode because I just have a little bit too much energy for it. Biking in Paris, I have seen. I have seen too many accidents. I have heard about too many accidents. I'm not here for it. I have a lot of friends who do it. I pushed all of them to buy helmets. Good job. We Thank love you. Sam for that. We love her so I'm much. Feel a little bit of a mom here, but we love wear your you helmets. <laughs> Everyone wear your helmets. No shame in helmet hair. Yeah. I give believing nine out of ten. I love it. It's so fun. It's so nice. I'm saving all of this energy I yeah. have for another podcast. Yeah. We'll talk about this. Another we'll expand more on this later. Uh, do you have one last monument you want to say before we close up this podcast? Okay, Sam. Yes. What do you think about the Canal Saint-Martin? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten? It's a nice place. It's hip. There's a lot of bees around. There's a lot of bees? <laughs> there's a lot. I like bees, but there's a lot of Eight bees. out of ten. A lot of bees. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. It's cool. That's where the hipsters go. I feel very connected to the Canal Saint-Martin. You're a big fan. Are you 10 out of 10? I'm a big canal girl. Um, I like photographing the leaves around the canal. I think every time I've gone there with Sam, <laughs> I've mentioned the light hitting the leaves. You really are. It's very picturesque. It's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's smiling already. How do you feel about people responding in English when you talk to them in French, but then you can't understand their English? (laughs) Do you feel, (laughs) what is your first impression? Are you like, oh, they're trying to be respectful to me by speaking English? I don't get as offended about it, maybe, as some other people. I know for some people, they're like, I really want to respond in French and like, I'm here to learn French. And, like, a lot of times I do try to continue the conversation in French to kind of be, like, at least I'm trying to, like, sure, yeah. you know, stand my ground and practice my French. I feel like they're coming from a good place. I think this happens because this doesn't happen to me when I'm on my own, but it's when they hear, like, a group of Americans, yes. or a group of Anglophones talking and then they're like, oh, I'm presenting this to you in English. And that's fine. And, like, mm-hmm. if it's more simple for them, sure, I can speak English. Mm-hmm. But when you respond in 
perfect French, perfectly fine French, mm-hmm. and then they insist on speaking English, but then you're not picking it up, and you're like, sir, please, can you speak French? Like, I'm not understanding your English. Yeah. See, I don't know if I've actually been in that situation. No? So, but I'm sure the way that I would react is like, I would just keep speaking in French. Right. You know, I would just keep speaking in French. You know what's happened to me before? What? Because my accent in French is a little off. It's a little weird. It's an ambiguous accent. Yeah. I've had them start speaking German to me. Oh, really? And I'm like, I don't... They're <laughs> <laughs> like, sprechen Sie Deutsch? What? Haben Sie Blas fast zwei? I'm like, nine? Like, <laughs> nine? Can't do this? <laughs> nine can't. Nine, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That is fascinating that people respond to you in, in German. Because I don't feel like you look German. I've gotten mostly, I don't know, if you're watching this and you know what my face looks like, it's no surprise to you that I've gotten plenty of Eastern European. Yeah. yeah. Um, Italian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes German if they hear my accent. Yeah. Because I do some, I got taught French by like a Russian woman oh, for that the makes first yeah. four years of my French experience that and I feel sense. like that had an imp- a lasting impression on your French on my French accent interesting so now people think I'm don't know where I'm from just get confused <laughs> yeah so that's why when I speak people know I'm foreign people hear my accent yeah but they don't automatically speak to me in English because they're not sure have you ever had someone think that you're French yeah, until I say a few more words. And then they don't? Yeah, and then yeah. they're like, wait, I hear a little accent. Where oh, are you okay. from? And then I'm like, what? No, I'm French. You're you know? like, no, we oui, oui. <laughs> Yeah, I think often, I mean, if I'm saying a few words, whatever, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't come out right away. Like, I've never had any problems yeah. going to the shops. I've lived here long enough that I don't have people asking where I'm where from. Where from, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. At least not on a daily basis, but it's when I'm having a conversation with somebody that mm. it's like, okay, like, that's a different accent. Yeah, you just pronounce a... that word incorrectly. Like, yeah. where are you from? Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. All right. Well, All right. I think that wraps it up. Yeah. For this episode. Thanks for tuning in to our episode of the Lovey and Bros podcast. And we are so happy to have you and... I'll see you at a push Yes. Ciao. Ciao. Peace.